Greg and Mare. They're so funny. And I can listen with my kids in the car. Good, clean, fun to start your day. 94.9 is awesome. We go commercial free for your workday. It happens at 8.30 this morning, just about the time that Greg's going to be checking on his new binge purchase that you went... Not crazy over, but just one look and you bought this thing. Just one look. No thought, no preparation, no research. I love that. That was highly unusual for me. You have to understand that. Uh-huh. Like usually my, my MO is, and I've even told my daughter this when she, you know, because kids want everything. Yeah. Daddy, I want to go get this. And I say, if you still want it in a year, that means you really, really want it. Just do it, Greg. It feels so good. <laughs> So yeah, we bought we bought an airstream. An airstream. Yeah. I mean, what year is it? 1970, mm-hmm. which is pretty old. Is it? I yeah. mean, but isn't that like cool for the airstream? It is. Well, it? here's the thing about airstreams: they're just constantly cool. They yeah. haven't really changed much. And I will say that since I uh, posted a couple photos on Facebook. People have been coming out of the woodwork telling me how jealous they are or how they always wanted yeah. one. Like, I had no idea so many people wanted one of these things. I do kind of think it's, like, very Jeep-esque where, like, they don't change much, the Jeeps. They right. all kind of look right. the Classic same. Classic style. There and, you go. And people, like, most people, like, at some point wanted a Jeep, right? Like, I think it's just kind of what I'd it is. i still love to have a Jeep. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I think it's kind of, but it's its own club. So I think it's even cooler. But you went out. You didn't think about it. You went and got that cashier's check. And, you, you know, you just took all the money. Clearly, we know who on the show is making all the oh, money. Okay. Did I mention it's from 1970? Okay. It's got a lot of things to fix. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the only one who makes a purchase like that, am I? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean... Come on, you're known for just running out and getting like a brand new laptop. Oh, I wasn't even looking for one, but I couldn't help it. I just saw it and I bought it. I well, mean, that's I do you. like electronics. I do. Yeah. I do. Or a cell phone or something. Yeah. I think really, honestly, the key to have Happiness is the binge purchase, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> now that you say it. <laughs> it is very exciting, yeah. but then the next day, if you wake up and you regret it, you know you made oh, the wrong choice. See, I spend weeks after making sure I got the lowest price, oh. making myself sick. That's yeah. too much anxiety for me. <laughs> Kelly, have you ever done something like that, made like an impulse buy that was kind of nutty? I did. What was it? I was on vacation in Florida, and I was actually supposed to have a date. And I went to kill time and thought, well, I'm just going to go to the Crafter dealership because I was looking at the, the Crafter 300. Oh, yeah. I had just gotten the horse and I was feeling good. And I saw this little yellow car and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love those cars. And the kid that was working there, he's like, well, let's take a ride. And I'm like, oh, I'm just killing time. I'm not really looking. I ended up buying my little Crossfire on vacation and I had no intention of buying a car. You just were killing time I at a car dealership it. and ended up... That's why you don't go unless you're ready. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't. That's, that's incredible. Do you still have that car? I'm driving it right now. It's got over 260,000 miles. Wow. And, and uh, what about that date? <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> She never made it. She was filling out paperwork for the next six hours, you know? Yeah, she didn't keep him. (laughs) She kept the car, but not him. That's awesome. (laughs) Kelly, thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. I guess you're not the only uh, one. I'm just I'm glad to know. <laughs> and she sure sounds happy. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And that's what it does. Like, and not saying that you should go and spend money you don't have right, and all that right. other stuff, because that'll just cause a whole nother set of problems. But you got a little extra. 
Every now and then, living by the seat of your pants is a little bit exciting. Every now and then, like yeah, you every can't do it second. All the time. Oh, you can't do it, it all feels the time. so good. Oh, it, make, it feels better when you don't do it all the time. Then it's more exciting. No, I think you get addicted to the and feeling. A little nerve wracking, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Lots of uh, presidents. Pretty much everyone in modern day history has pardoned people on their way out the door. They spend like the last five minutes of the presidency, like signing all these things and letting people out of you know the trouble they got it's into. It's like part of the duty. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah, and they always wait until that last second because they don't want to have to answer any questions for it, you know? Okay. And they all do it. And Joe Exotic did not get pardoned, no, by the way. I'm sorry, Mary. I am pretty sad about that. <laughs> but if you were uh, to be on the list, what would you need a pardon for? I mean, oh, man. <laughs> that list would be long. I, I mean, Mike Rapp, I already know. It's, it's probably the same thing that you were going for for a New Year's resolution. <laughs> Cussing in church. Cussing yeah. in church. You need a pardon for that. Yeah. Well, I've never, uh, I've never been arrested, Mayor. Uh, I haven't been arrested, but I, I think that I need to be pardoned for tipping the pop machines in high school. Sorry, uh-huh. soda, whatever you guys call it. Yeah, you were trying to steal <laughs> a Coke out of the vending uh, machine. Well, it's like the seniors taught me how to do it, you know. Uh-huh. Um, let's see, for letting my child have a YouTube channel <laughs> at nine years old. Um, yeah. For Guilty, Your Honor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's see, let's see. For, for wanting to kiss too many boys and following this this super cute man on TikTok and all he does is smile and turn and wink. Are you kidding? No, I swear. It's like my guilty pleasure. <laughs> when I'm having a rough day, I just go to this TikTok channel and this dude, that's all his channel is about. All right. As much as I disagree with, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pardon you on all of that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're free and clear. What about you? Uh, well, I need a new pardon uh, because the uh, HOA is not happy with me for bringing oh, yeah. a trailer yeah. Th- oh, w- yeah. without asking their permission. And, and I guess I don't blame them. I, I went back and reviewed the rules after I got the letter in the mail. You know, <laughs> you know the HOA letter you get in the mail. Yeah, but you, they you with the letter already? Oh, oh, yes. I mean, how are you supposed to like... Like, you're supposed to plan that for months and get the HOA appro- I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, that's kind of my feeling, yeah, I'll too. pardon you, Greg. You're pardoned. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I could probably also use a pardon because I know it drives you crazy on Thursday Donut Day here at the radio station. Oh, for Oh, when yes. When our engineer brings in, like, boxes of Dunkin' Donuts, and I'd go over and just... <laughs> You take a box home. Pillage. Yeah. So, let's be real. No one knows, but there's nobody. No, don't, don't tell the people that. Well, nobody's here. No one's at work. So we're like, just take it because it's just going to. And you know what? If you don't take it, someone else is running home with that there, box. There's like five people who are working in our building right yeah, now. Everybody yeah. else is working remotely. And six dozen donuts show up here. I mean, what what are we supposed to do with them? Yeah, you don't want to let those things go to waste. But they're not mine. I, I am taking you. them. Thank, thank and you. I pardon you for stopping <laughs> and getting those ranch fries on the way home. Oh. I saw you eating those. <laughs> Like during so our radiothon. Oh yeah, yeah. Both days. <laughs> I know. I was like, Greg, is this brain food? You're like, yeah. <laughs> well, I like that. I like that you can just hit the bell, and all of a sudden, it's all good. It's again. all yeah, yeah, free and clear. Mike Rapp, we have oh, pardon you. Free at last. You haven't even done yet. Where are you versus where you thought you would be? Because. You know, a lot of people looking back at this past year trying to figure out, you know, is this the type of thing that they wanted to be doing with their lives? Is this where they imagined they would be at this point in their lives? And now it's the time to do something. Yeah. So have you reevaluated? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always. At the risk of asking. <laughs> I'm, I'm a constant reevaluator, right? I, yeah. mean, I mean, I think if I think back to like where I thought I would be in this moment of my life, I definitely am not where I thought I would be. Like, 
in any part of it. Does that make sense? Like, well, what were you expecting? I, I thought I'd be doing some huge like morning show back in my hometown of Chicago, and and uh, I'd have like three kids, and my husband would be easy peas. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I mean, uh-huh. you know, some of that is sort of. I mean, you're in the ballpark. I'm in the Let's ballpark. Let's put it that way. I'm in the ballpark. Yeah. And actually, in some ways, like my life's turned out way better because I'm in a place that I never really knew existed. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't know about Tucson growing up. You just don't know. And I, I love it. I love like the weather. I love. You the know, mountains, the uh, mountains, yeah. hiking. I mean, I think if I was stuck in a pandemic in Chicago, it would be torture right now. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, gosh. It was like 15 degrees there this morning. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. No. You no, couldn't thank go you. outside. It was snowing last night. The kids I'm wouldn't talking... be jumping on the trampoline. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm talking to my parents last night. It's snowing in the background. And I'm like, well, I'm just w- waiting for that vaccine. It could be months. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's rough, like. right? So what about you? So it worked out okay. Um, I, I think that, what, where did I expect to be versus where I am? Um, I think I expected to be not doing a morning radio show. Oh, you don't think so? When I first got into the business, I thought, I want to be like the midday or afternoon host, and I want to be the program director. Ugh. I know. That's so much work. <laughs> Paperwork. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And I was almost in that management, uh-huh. like, uh, what do you call it, ladder, you know, where yeah. a couple of people in yeah. management ahead of me said, oh, yeah. if that's the direction you want to go, we can set you up with that. Yeah, yeah. We'll start putting you in yeah. these meetings and so that you can see oh, what's yeah. going on. And they started doing those things. And the more I saw, the more uh, I was like, no, ooh, no, no. I don't think that's where I want to be. No, no. I had one guy who was like, You're, there's no women in management. Like, let's let's get you in here to do yeah, this. And I'm tr- like, true. That, that sounds like torture. Yeah. <laughs> and it is. It does. It, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And the friends of ours or people that I've known, and I'm sure you're the same way who started in the business to have fun and be around music and all that stuff and got into management, got so far away yeah. from the fun thing that they started passion. in. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think this is the time to reevaluate. I think the other thing I thought I would be, I thought I'd be super international and like just traveling and maybe living a little bit here and there. And, yeah. and I, I still like sometimes hope like, you know, well, I think that stuff that, is still that, possible, don't you? Yeah, like I could go live for a couple of months in like Italy or England or, you know. That'd be incredible. My brother lives in the Middle East, like, you know, go spend some time just so my, my, my kid could see some different places. Different, yeah. You know, it's just that having a job, a regular every nine to five job, right, whatever it's hard it to is. Leave. Yeah, it's hard to leave. It's right. hard to get vacation. I was. It's so funny we're having this conversation. I was thinking about that this morning as I'm standing there in, in the you know, sink and I'm shaving and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm remembering, I think, and I can't remember for sure, but I feel like my dad used to save up all of his year's vacation for one getaway. So he wouldn't take any days off all year. Not a lot's changed, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and then he would use them all, uh-huh. if I remember correctly, and we'd like go on a camping trip up to Colorado. Oh, that's awesome. That, and that would be it. He'd use all of his vacation in one shot. Yeah. So he'd yeah. never get any other days off. But it was probably that same thing. Like, you can't get enough time off to go to the places yeah. you want to go to and see the things you want to see in like a three-day weekend or no, a five-day vacation. So, I mean, now we need to wait for a shot to be able to like travel to Europe and all that. But when we can, I mean, now now that life looks different, what is important to you? Is it really going into your nine-to-five job? Or is it taking two months off and being like, you know what? Or is it doing your job from somewhere else? I mean, I want to make the money you're making if you feel like you can take two months off. 
Who can do that? I don't know anybody who does that. I, me neither. <laughs> well, I do. My friend, she's a pilot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, she her travels her all husband. the time anyway. And they, they have this, like, amazing life. And, yeah. and, and they're both pilots for Delta. But they, they haven't been flying yeah. as much. So Must be nice. Yeah. Right. Uh, 558, we've got the news and info to go on this here inauguration day. Yeah, changes are coming. By the way, speaking of flying real quick. Don't think the airlines are going to try and make up all the costs that they've been missing out on with everybody oh. not traveling. Oh. It's not going to be cheap. You don't think? I don't think oh, so. Man. I hope. Greg and Mayor here with Mike Rapp in uh, his studio over there on the news side of the building, keeping an eye on things for this inauguration day. And a, a sink or swim moment was had back in 1961. You know, you get into these situations hmm. in life where there's a curveball gets thrown your way. Oh, my gosh. And you're either yes. going to... Relax sink. and swing and hit it, yeah. or you're exactly you're going to sink or you're going to swim. Yeah, and you got to figure it out in that moment. And you can just imagine being asked by a president elect to get up and say some words at the inauguration, standing there on the steps of the Capitol, hundreds of thousands of people standing out before you, uh, televised on the radio, the whole thing. Now it would also be you know streaming live, but for John F. Kennedy's inauguration, he asked poet Robert Frost famous poet, yeah, to say, to write a, a special poem for the inauguration and then deliver it in front of this crowd. And Robert Frost, I think, was in his 80s at that oh time. Oh, my gosh. And he said, absolutely. So he showed, he wrote this beautiful thing. And, you know, a lot of times it's about where the country has been and where it's going and inspirational and that sort of thing. And it was a bitter, cold, sunshiny day in Washington. You've seen the video of Kennedy saying, ask not what your country can do for you oh, and all that it's stuff. it's that day. It's that day. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so bright uh-huh. that the words that Robert Frost had printed or written were almost, when he looked at the paper, he couldn't read it. It was reflecting back up at him so oh. brightly. Oh, and think about winter days. I mean, I don't know if you ever like lived anywhere where there's yeah. snow and cold and all that stuff. When there's snow and it's so bright, you can't see a thing. And plus, you're over 80. I That's, mean, yeah. over 35, you can't see a thing. Right. So <laughs> they're really not working. So here he is uh-huh. in front of these hundreds of thousands of people and the future president of the United States getting ready to be sworn in and everybody right down the Capitol. And he can't see any of the words that he has spent all this time crafting this beautiful poem. So instead, he called an audible, a football term, you know, he had to pivot. And he recited a poem that he'd written for another occasion off the top of his head. Oh. And then kind of ended with the feeling that Kennedy had hoped he would about the country and her future and all that stuff. And I just, I was so inspired by that moment because so often in life, you'll, you'll find yourself in a situation where you're completely prepared. You've done all your homework going in. Never. And then, well, maybe not you. (laughs) And then something changes. Uh You know, I remember I was asked to interview Sheryl Crow. Yeah. Yeah. A long time ago. You're so lucky. Go backstage and talk to her. And I thought, well, this would be great. And I had come up, I'd done my homework, I'd done some research on her, I wrote out some questions, I thought about what is, where is she in this stage of life and all that stuff. And then the, her management team decided to change the plan. And they came and got me. I was in the middle of a remote broadcast. We were out at Casino del Sol, out at Ava Amphitheater. Uh-huh. And they came and grabbed me and said, you got to do it right now. She only has like eight more minutes and then she's got a sound check. And I said, well, uh, okay. 
And I left all my notes and forgot everything I'd prepared. <gasps> and I got backstage and realized, yeah. <laughs> uh-oh. Greg, you got to live a little more on the edge. Well, and that, not was, plan. that was enough edge for me. This is what I realize. Nobody has their stuff together. You think that everyone's stuff is together? I can tell you, like, like I've had these meetings with these, like, top people in, like, the corporation of wherever I worked. And I'm, like, really nervous. I'm really nervous. And yeah. then we get there to talk to them. They're a hot mess. And so then I'm like, why am I worried about this stuff? I'm not preparing for anything. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you know. That wasn't the message I was hoping. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but but it does yeah. show yeah. that sometimes yeah. you can be as prepared as possible yes. and you still have to be able to think on yes. your feet. Yes, yeah. And transition and, to and something else. And how did else. Cheryl go? It was awesome, wasn't it? No, it was terrible for oh, me. Oh, no, I it don't was believe terrible. it. Yeah. <laughs> the anxiety probably for you, right? It probably kicks in. I just, moments. Yeah, I just started blanking on all of the things I was hoping to ask her. I mean, we, you know, we, we had a nice conversation, but it wasn't what I had hoped it would be. But <sighs> Aren't you so glad that, like, I'm in your life now? Because <laughs> we could, like, balance each other. We can talk about anything now. Yeah, you could, like, prep, and then I'll <laughs> ride by the seat of my pants, and we'll, like, be a good balance on uh, these, like, Cheryl Crow interviews if that happened. <laughs> which, yeah. She doesn't want to come on this <laughs> no, show. No, never. Inauguration Day. We're keeping our eyes on uh, Washington for that. If anything uh, late-breaking happens, we'll we'll let you know right away as soon as it does. We also want to hear from you this morning at 520-775-0949. Yeah, something big happening in your life. You know, I just had a friend, and her whole family got COVID, and they just got through it. There were like 14 of them. Yeah, and the other, like, five already had it. And they quarantined before they got together for the holidays, and they thought, okay, we're going to be smart. We're going to all quarantine. But when you got that many people... Right. Somebody's Someone had going out. asymptomatic or whatever you call them, didn't have showing symptoms. That's and, right. And each one of them got sick and she got really sick and she still, she has brain fog and she was really healthy. She's still coughing a, a few weeks later, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I saw that. It's been like 23 days or something. And she, um, it's interesting because I don't know if she was that worried about it. And she said the people who ended up in the hospital were the people in their 40s and 50s. In her family. In her family. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's not going on with you. Hopefully your family hasn't been dealing with that. But if they have uh, and that's on your mind, you can call 775-0949 or whatever else. What's the big thing going on in your Mm. life right now? Somebody having a baby? My brother and his wife are getting closer and closer every single day. Oh, my gosh, you're going to be an uncle. Can't wait. Yeah, so excited And you don't know if it's a girl or boy yet? No, they're waiting until delivery day. Do they have names? Did they tell you the names? They... Yeah, they have a couple names. I can't remember all of them. Do they have one I could steal? <laughs> For yourself? Uh, no, no, no. Are, is there something you want no, to announce, you know, Meredith? No, 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 no. I wish. I wish. <laughs> get me somebody. Somebody. My husband. Get me pregnant. No, no, no. We've been fostering, and we think that we're going to real soon be able to adopt. And so you got to think, like, do you keep a full name? Do you not? And mm. so we're trying to think of names. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, it's exciting, but it's overwhelming. Yeah, I could see that yeah. too. You gotta be right now. Right now. I need you right now. Right now. A little earlier this morning, we were talking about where we thought we might end up at this time in our lives and how that had changed. And Mary was saying, Oh, I thought I'd be back in my hometown of Chicago by now. Yeah, doing some big radio show and married to my gross college boyfriend and whose mom like irons his boxers. <laughs> so wait a second, let me get that straight. Is, are you missing that? No. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm so happy. 
that I'm not there and I'm in Tucson. I never really knew this, this city existed, oh, yeah. and it's awesome. Uh, let's go to Kelly this morning at 775-0949. Hi there. Good morning. So I just wanted to say, Meredith, yes. that even if it didn't work out the way that you were thinking that it would have many years ago <laughs> being in Chicago, we're happy to have you in Tucson. Oh, I love it here. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think we can ever go back. My mom moved here with me, like, before I was two years old. Oh, so yeah. as far as I'm concerned, I'm a native. Yeah. But I'm always curious as to how people came here. And we have a guy here from work, actually, ironically, from Minnesota for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and we were joking. We were, you know, we were like, isn't it so much better here right now than it is in Minnesota? And he's like, oh, my God, you have no yeah. idea. And, we were, and he was like, but I don't think I can hand this, this, handle the summers. And we said, look. This is the way we think of it. This is the way I think of it. It's hotter than anything here for about three months out of the year. But we don't have hurricanes or tornadoes or yeah. earthquakes mm-hmm. or tsunamis yes. or blizzards yes. or any of yes. that. And when it's hot, you just go inside. Just get a pool. Just go in the pool. That's it. It makes everything better. <laughs> if you have a pool, that's awesome. Yeah. If you don't, hopefully the city pools be open this summer. Yeah. You know, that'd be nice to get back in that. But you're, you're right, Kelly. It's like, think of all the things you don't want to have to deal with. And we have almost none of them here oh in terms gosh. of natural disasters. The tornadoes are the worst. Yeah. The snow of sitting inside for nine months is, I've never seen so many depressed human beings in my life. Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. That indoor syndrome thing. And don't get me wrong, they have a good quality of life and education and all this other stuff, but but when you can't go outside, it just, you know, hinders a lot of things. So we're going to play this song for you, Mayor. Okay. (laughs) From your band, Chicago. Oh, yes. (laughs) I love Chicago. (laughs) Give me some pizza. we got to come up with a band named Tucson. Who's going to do that? Daily Intentions with Greg and Mayer. Okay, it's all about success. Successful people, they're not born that way. Hmm. They become successful by establishing a habit of doing things unsuccessful people don't like to do. Maybe it's just not their thing. You know, it's up to you to create that excitement when you wake up in the morning, to go to that thing that you love. Or if you can't, like you have to have this job because that's all you know how to do, to find that happiness somewhere? Hmm. I wonder if people really know if they've been a success. I think it's how do you feel about your life? Mm. You feel good? You feel bad? Well, I think it's Not just in this moment, because we go through good and bad moments. Yeah. Yeah. All through life. But overall, looking back on it, you feel good? Yeah. Well, you have to wake up. You have to feel good about what you're doing. But definitely, the successful people are, are doing the like habitual behaviors for what's going to make them successful and what they like. And it doesn't need to be work. It could be family. It could be, you know, sports, whatever you're into, you know, painting. I don't care, you know, (laughs) but, but the habits. And I think so many people every day go on in their lives and they're just, they're just kind of cruising through and nothing's getting done. I'm such a cruiser. It's awful. (laughs) Are you putting it on autopilot, Mikey? I'm just sitting back with my... It's like I'm living in a Tesla. Sometimes you need to. Don't get me wrong. There are those moments that that's all you can do to get through the day is to super cruise, right? But then when you can get in that mindset again... You know, so many people I know are so dissatisfied with their employment or, you know, the choices they've made in their lives or whatever. And I always go back to volunteering 
Yeah. You know, when people are looking for meaning in their life, if you can volunteer in a nonprofit world and help other people somehow, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. And by the way, if you don't know what those opportunities are, talk to somebody in the in the nonprofit world. They'll tell you. Yeah. They know exactly what they need and how you can help. And a lot of times it sounds like it's not very complicated because it isn't. And you get in there. And you start helping other people, you feel good instantly. Oh, yeah. Instantly. I mean, doesn't that happen when you just help someone at a grocery store or something? Yes. So imagine, you know. When somebody, when the old lady asks you to pull the jar off the top shelf because she can't reach it, I love that. Yeah. Habits, though, guys. Habits. Habits. Uh, Daily intention to start your morning, and we love that here on 94.9 Mix FM, all about the positivity for Tucson. And coming up. It's inauguration day, of course. The uh, exercise gear security experts warn should not be allowed in with the new president when he moves into the White House. <laughs> Plus, a hard rock, pop rock mashup. You're going to have to hear for yourself to believe it. If you know 80s music and you know rock music, yeah. you're going to be like, are you serious? Love you, it. you got to hear this. That's coming up in your 652 Pop Q&A right here. From the casino... 94.9 Mix FM. Hey, it's Greg and Mayor. What's your name? Hi, this is Rick. How are you doing? Rick, we're doing good. Are you ready for the pop cue? I am. Here we go. Question number one. It's Inauguration Day, and one item the new administration may find banned from the White House is the president-elect's favorite piece of exercise equipment. Security experts say this trendy spinning bike that he likes to use is easy to hack. Which brand of exercise bike is known for being internet connected. The Peloton. I love that he's he's doing the Peloton. (laughs) Well, he can afford it. You and I can't. Uh, Question number two. The second man to walk on the moon celebrating his 91st birthday today. Who followed Neil Armstrong down that space capsule ladder 52 years ago? It would be Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Oh, my gosh. I correct. thought it was Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> You're close. Yeah. Woody wasn't there either. Okay. And uh, question number three. It's hard to imagine, but somebody mashed up a little hard rock and pop rock with this song. That's Metallica singing Enter Sandman. Over the top of Hip to Be Square by which band? That would be Huey Lewis and the News. Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Huey still looks good. Full head of hair. Two great tastes that go great together. (laughs) Metallica and Huey Mm -hmm. Lewis. Sounds good, actually. (laughs) Who knew I liked that song by Metallica? I had no idea. It could could work out, though. Anyway, Rick, you did it. Congratulations. Hey, It's a day of firsts, Inauguration Day. A bunch of people will be starting a brand new job at the White House today. Not just uh, the new president, not just the new vice president, but they bring in a whole team of people with them, right? Do you think they have those awkward moments of the first day of work? Yeah, of course. You know, like when you're there and you don't know, you know, who to talk to and... You have to go to lunch, and you have no lunch friends yet. Imagine and- being like the White House staff, the people who work there all the time, yeah. like the butlers and the chefs and, you know, the people who never leave. Yes. And they see all these every four years. They're like, oh, okay, here you go. Uh, newbies. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Newbies. These people can't even find the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> they must play tricks and stuff. Oh, they have to. You know, I was thinking about, you know, I had one round here in Tucson uh, probably like 15 years ago at, at a, another radio station within our group. And my first day, I'm on the air with a guy who's very nice. I'm still Facebook friends with him to this day. But we sat there on day one. 
And he had been there for like 10 years. And he would smoke every other song that we played on the radio. He oh, has to really? go outside, and he was like this chain smoker. like, <gasps> And he's like, let me tell you all the reasons that this place is the worst. Oh. <laughs> my first day. Oh, he was the cancer. <laughs> yeah, the first day. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what, what did I do? What have I done? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was showing you all the skeletons in the closet. Every single one. Let me tell you, on somebody's first day, don't be that person because their whole family's counting on that job. They're counting on going in and trying to love it, even though you might know all the reasons that they probably won't end up liking it. Just know that they might be the reason, you know, that that person ends up not liking their job. Boy, haven't you seen that happen where somebody brand new came in and they were wide-eyed and excited to be there? And then the cancer in the building walked over and took them under their wing. Oh, my gosh. And and they became jaded and nasty. And, you know, they they might love the job. It might be good for them. It might not have been good for you, but it might be good for them. It might be just what they need. Yeah. Even if it's, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any stories like that where the first day, maybe it it wasn't the cancer came over and tried to corrupt you like they did Mayor. (laughs) I still like that guy, though. I just realized that's his personality in general. A little dark cloud, I think we used to call him. I, I, I didn't realize that happened to you. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, but do you have a story like that? Maybe first day awkwardness. Maybe, you know, you were brand new in the company and nobody showed you where the lunchroom was. Oh, or, man. You had to, it was like going first day of school at a new, like, yeah. junior high, and you had to sit all by yourself You're at like, lunch. who's this person? How much do they get paid? Right. <laughs> you sat down in your new cubicle, and there was no computer, and the oh, phone hadn't been hooked oh. up yet. and You know what I mean? Yeah. 520 0949. We're exchanging war stories about the first day at a new job this morning. If you got one of those, we'd love to hear from you. At 775-0949, Greg and Mayor here on 94.9 Mix FM. Run away. Some days it feels like you want to run away. Yes. It's 94.9 Mix FM, the most music for your work day. It's scary, though, when that's the first day at a brand new job. Oh, my gosh. It happens sometimes. You get that person who tells you all the things that are wrong with the job. On day one, and yeah. you're like, well, I, I I don't have any other options. I just started here. What, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember going through a similar situation where I was, I was starting brand new at a warehouse, never worked in a warehouse shipping and receiving department before. I was in college. And I got this part-time job. And my first day there, one of the longtime employees comes out and says, hey, I need you to pull this order for this customer. And I said, okay, great. Where, where is everything? Oh, no. And she's like, well, get on the forklift. I'm like, I've never driven a forklift. <gasps> she's like, what are you doing here? Oh, <laughs> It's like, well, gosh. nobody's tr- trained me for anything, yeah. sir. Well, sink or swim, just yeah. like we were talking about. Got to figure it out. It's a day of first. A lot of people starting their, their first day at the White House today. You know, that's happening. And I don't know if you had that awkward moment like Greg did. I mean, I had it when I worked at the Oprah show. And uh, I'm sorry, the what? Hit that Oprah, Oprah. <laughs> America got her Oprah mention in for today. Uh, first day. And they have a Harpo Cafe where like her, you know, her guy who did all those books with the chef? That you could go upstairs and eat, but nobody told me that. Like, I didn't know. So I walked down the street lonely by myself because no one would eat lunch with me. And all they had were these, like, fancy fusion restaurants, and I was too young. I just wanted, like, some cheese fries. Right. It was just <laughs> awful. It was awful. I don't know how I made it through. You, for, you grabbed a Snickers and yeah. went back to work, you know. <laughs> yes. 718 at 94.9 Mix FM. First day uh, war stories. We're sharing those since it's a first day at the White House for a lot of new people. Kelly, what was, what was your experience? I think the most awkward day was 
I worked locally in town for uh, a roofing company, and it was an incredibly, like, small office. It was just me and one other girl. And it was, you know, when you don't know somebody, you don't really know what you can talk about. So you're not going to talk about politics. You're not going to talk about religion. And you're not going to talk about, you know, all those things. And so it was a a very quiet morning. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're just sitting there keeping to yourself. Yeah, trying not to be, like, too, like, smelly breath or stinky because you're so close in an enclosed office. Have you ever worked in an office, by the way? Thankfully, we don't anymore. Yeah. But we used to work in a building where the general manager wanted silence. Like and the sales department wanted silence. Wait, in a and radio the news, station? Yes. Is that why it was Thank so you, quiet all the time? Yes. <gasps> it was the first radio station I'd never been in where they didn't want the radio on. It was it was oh, so they weird. They must have hated me because when I got like annoyed, I would turn up the the radio like the speakers. Well, it's why I lived in the studio. Even when <laughs> yeah. I got out of work, like uh-huh. I'd go into the other studio so we could have some music on. Yeah. Um, but when you work in a quiet place like that, you hear. Everything that everybody else does. Yeah. So if somebody's trimming their fingernails, you hear it. If somebody burps, you hear it. If somebody's having a phone conversation, you hear it. So if there's only two people in an office, oh my gosh, it was like a library. It was. When you would go up to the sales, it was like, right? Yeah. And I I know some places have to be like that because people are doing very serious work. But you know what we do is not that serious. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, it's serious to you and me. Are you ready for a little enchilada? I am an enchilada and a big cup of coffee. Yeah, we've uh, every day about this time we open up the whole enchilada. These are stories that are making making news or grabbing a little bit of attention this morning. We want you to know about. Yeah, I'm going to start off with the Hallmark Channel has a whole new February movie schedule. Valentine's Day, of course, huge for the Hallmark Channel. Did they just rerun all the Christmas movies? No, uh, Allison Sweeney's going to be in some. (laughs) We've got Lacey Chabert already in print for some new movies. I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's very exciting. You know, uh, they're calling it Love Ever After. And so all these movies are based on that. Speaking of love... If you've been looking for a way to find out if your man is cheating on you, uh, especially if he has his own apartment or his own house and you're not sure, there's a woman on TikTok who's using a lint roller to figure it out. Ladies, if you want to find out if your man is cheating on you, get yourself one of these and roll it all over their carpet like this. And she pulls it up and there's a bunch of red hair on it. (gasps) What the? My hair is black. And her hair is black. Smart. <laughs> I, listen, I'm really good. Like, you know, I can help people find out if somebody's cheating, but this is next level good. I know. That's, that's T- like CSI level yeah, stuff right there. TikTok uh, teaches you things. You don't even need a black light. You just need yeah. a lint roller. I mean, there's some bad language for your kids, but there's some things I've learned from TikTok that are amazing life life hacks, okay? Um, oh, I don't know if yesterday you went to turn on This Is Us and then realized, oh, it's a repeat. It's a repeat, It yeah. wasn't really supposed to be, but because of this COVID surge in L.A., like all their production companies and editing and all that stuff has been delayed. So that's why the show is being delayed for a couple more weeks. I didn't realize they were so close to the deadline on getting those shows 
recorded, edited, and then ready to air. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you'd figure that that stuff's done months in advance, but no. Yeah. Because there are only two two episodes into the new season. And they've been so good, too, yeah. by oh, the yeah. way. And and while we're talking TV, uh, Muppet Show, the classic episodes, the ones oh, yeah. like, you know, a lot of you grew up on, like you, Greg, uh, they're coming to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love those shows. Do you? I mean, they only saw them in reruns, but... And some of those Muppet movies, so good. All right, and one other thing here in the uh, whole enchilada. By the way, this was supposed to be music to go with your story, but that didn't really work out, did it? I'm sorry. (laughs) So we'll bring this one back. Okay. Uh, (laughs) If you haven't bought your Powerball ticket for tomorrow night's drawing, or or I guess it's tonight's drawing. tonight's tonight's Oh, I thought I already missed it. Oh, my gosh. $730 million. So we should probably buy one just in case. Okay. But a woman, if you don't know what to do, she just hit the lottery up in Toronto for $47 million using numbers that came to her husband in a dream 20 years ago. See? So it meant to be. I totally believe that stuff. Listen to those little messages uh-huh. in your in your world. They might be the ones oh that pay gosh. off. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that awesome. crazy? I love it. $730 million bucks. Yes, please. Uh-huh. It's 94.9 Mix FM coming up. Do you owe your significant other an explanation about how you used to look if they never knew? Am I wrong? Coming up next. She's a good girl. Am I wrong time? Am I wrong? You can send your questionable scenario to uh, Greg and Mayor at MixFM.com. Taylor wrote us. She says, I grew up with a horrible nose. Other kids made fun of me about it for years. It was so embarrassing. And finally, she says, when I was 17, my parents paid for me to get it fixed. It really changed my look, and it changed my life. And I'm so happy I had it done, but I am still a little sensitive about the whole thing. It's embarrassing, says Taylor, for me to have to admit that I had it done. I don't know why. Maybe just because I don't want to remember what life was like before or have people constantly ask to see my before pictures. Oh, my gosh. People are so mean. But here's the problem. I'm 25 now and in a good relationship. We've been together for seven months. He knows nothing about the old me. And my sister told me at Christmas that I have to tell him. She said, he's going to see pictures of me someday, and then I'll have to explain it. And it's best to get out in front of it. Taylor says, then she told me, it's only fair to tell him now instead of when our kids are born because they might get my nose. Oh, she's so mean. Why are sisters so mean? Sisters just, are the worst. You just blame it on your dad's nose. <laughs> it's not mine. Yeah, it must have skipped a generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Taylor says, I think it's none of her business and none of his business. Am I wrong here? Do I really owe him an explanation? I don't feel like I do. Signed, Taylor. You're speaking my language because, you know, like half the people I know have had their nose done. <laughs> Is that? No. Yeah, you know. Really? Yeah. Culturally, I'm probably in a space where some people have some, you know, bigger noses here or there, right? <laughs> Nothing and, wrong with that. You know, I, I haven't had mine, but, you know, like who wouldn't mind a little? But you've talked rip- about it. Well, I don't really want one, but I know I'm supposed to get that sinus surgery. So don't think I didn't say, well, what if they did a little, you know, uh-huh. dint, dint, and they're like, oh, an extra six grand. I'm like, no, thank you. I'll keep my grandma's nose. Well, here's the question. I mean, I tend to think that the current you is the only one the boyfriend probably cares about. Yeah, I don't think they care. Because it's not like she did prison time or something. That, no. That'd be something Who from cares? the past that you have to acknowledge, right? Yeah, yeah. You should probably <laughs> tell your significant other about I don't know. Do you think it's important to have to tell somebody new in your life what you used to look like? Maybe you lost a lot of weight. Do you oh. think it's important to tell them that? Oh, my gosh. I don't so know. Now you're... <laughs> 
What? I mean, I would never want some some guy to see my before photos. <laughs> okay, well then, you know what I mean. You like, can kind of see where Taylor's coming yeah, from. Yeah, it's embarrassing for whatever reason, you know. Five two zero seven seven five zero nine four nine. What do you think? Should she have to tell him? Is it best? Let's put it that way. Well, Is it best for her to tell? Someone him? Someone will let it slip at some point. That's the biggest concern. But I she would had say. a nose job, and then of course the boyfriend's going to want to see the old photos. Right? Oi. <laughs> what should she do here? Greg and Merritt, 7.53. And am I wrong? Taylor sent us a note. Greg and Merritt, MixFM.com. She's apparently dealing with the horrible sister syndrome. Well, I mean, it's it's any sister. Love them, hate them. That's how it is. <laughs> they always want to butt into your life. Oh, my gosh. And tell you how, like, weird you look and how big your lips are. And, you know. I mean, just... my sister doesn't. But... <laughs> uh, anyway, Taylor uh, apparently had a nose job done when she was, like, 17 years old. Uh-huh. Is it okay to say that or is that, like, disrespectful, a nose job? I think that's what they're is called. Is that okay? Yeah. She, had a, she had a procedure. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And uh, now she's 25. She says she's in a good relationship. But the guy that she's with doesn't know anything about how she know know about how she used to look. And that's what she's concerned about. And her sister over Christmas said, well, you have to show him old pictures. He needs to know. Sisters. And she's like, does he need to know? Does that matter? Like, I'm still a little traumatized by how I used to feel. I feel good now. Is that important? What do you think about her situation, Kelly? Oh, my goodness. Is her name Cinderella? (laughs) I mean... Her sister needs to butt out, and what she looks like now has nothing to do with her past. And if she's happy, leave her alone. That's true. Well, I, maybe I, that's the problem. Sisters can't leave each other alone when no, the other one's happy. No, I I think I agree with you. I mean, none of us, if you go back to our 16-year-old, 14-year-old photos, we oh all look awkward and weird. And I don't think even if he saw, he would understand. Does that make sense? He'd just think, oh. Well, it wouldn't make any difference. That's not her yeah, now. Yeah. And who cares what she used to look like as long as he's happy with her and they get along and everything's great. Her sister just needs to buzz off. Well, that's a nice way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> buzz buzz off. Sisters. But I can understand the horror because my my cousin, she, you know, sent us this video from when I was like nine years old. And we didn't know the video camera was on and, like, we're eating, you know, at oh. the, a birthday party. And my husband has a special voice for the nine-year-old me. And it's not <laughs> anything I've ever wanted him to see or know about my life. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that's when you're kids. I mean, you were nine years old. He can't be judging you for that. <laughs> was, he might, like, poking at you about it. I mean. But it's not like he's going to divorce you over it or it's, something. It's not a nice voice. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was eating a lot. And my teeth were all, like. Can you give us a... <laughs> I, don't know. I can't really do it like he does it. <laughs> give me that. <laughs> like, it's not nice. <laughs> the rice crisp my drink. Horking down the so mean. That's awesome. <laughs> now we have to see it. You're going to have to share that I video. I a little swollen. <laughs> put, that on, put that on your Insta story. Awesome. It's uh, 94.9 Mix FM. Anytime you have a situation you want to get somebody else's opinion on, you send it to us. We'll put it out there for you. Uh, see what other people think, if you're wrong or not. Most of the time people go, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're doing exactly the right thing. 520-775-0949 is one way. Or email us anytime, Greg and Mayor at mixfm.com. 
Talking 10 after trivia today. Breaking up, never easy, but a new study finds the number one reason a woman will cheat on her partner is actually pretty simple. What do you think it is? Hey, listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they find a guy, they find another person who will actually listen to them. Oh, and my gosh. Them. It's so funny because to my husband, I always go, Mike Rapp and Greg, they listen to me, Matt. <laughs> they listen. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever compare us. Okay? Ever again. Anyway, good guess, but not the answer we're looking for. Okay. Thank you. 94.9 Mix FM. What do you think? Is it doing, like, household chores? Oh, yeah. That they want a guy who will, like, pitch in around oh, the house a little that. bit. A partner who will do that. No, that's not it. <laughs> but I'm sure it's a factor of somewhere in there. Thank you for guessing. 94.9 Mix FM. What do you think? Uh, validation. The other person pays more attention to them than their husband or, or boyfriend does. Ooh, yeah, and there's one specific answer. component of that that we're looking for. So think about that and give us a call back. Don't we all just want to be validated? Well, of course. Yeah, yeah it's 94.9 Mix FM. Hi there. What do you think? Hi. It's because they were cheated on. Oh, they themselves were cheated on, so they feel like they can go cheat on the other person. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, like, that, you know what? I'm sure that happens. Yeah. But that's yeah. not the number one I mean, reason that, really, that women cheat. Does that make you feel better if you <laughs> got cheated you. on to go, to go and do the cheating then after? Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I know you're trying to equal out the game. But the whole two I wrongs just, don't make a right thing. I'd feel awful to begin with, with them be cheating, and then I'd feel awful cheating on them. Yeah. No, yeah don't no do good. it. Don't we, do that. Yeah, we don't recommend it. Yeah. 94.9 Mix FM, what do you think? Uh, the other person compliments her all the time. <gasps> there it is. I just started thinking about it. More women say the reason they cheat is because they found somebody who will compliment them and they don't get that at home. Yeah, they feel like somebody sees them again. Like, because sometimes it goes years. You have kids and and, and probably on both sides. And I'll be honest. I know I've dropped the ball on that in my relationship. I got to be better because my wife wife is awesome. She's awesome. I mean, so I, I message my wife in the middle of the day telling her how beautiful she is. Oh, my just gosh. Just so she knows. Yeah. Just some... so she never forgets. Oh, my gosh. That's why you had the right answer, and you're today's winner. Congratulations. Right on. Thank you. That's how you do it right there. And I thought it was that they don't brush their teeth. <laughs> you go and cheat. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, little oral hygiene, always a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Please. 825, we go commercial free to start your work day the right way. Just four and a half minutes from right now on 94.9 Mix FM. Morning Greg, Greg and Mayor. And Mayor. Good morning. Mornings on 94.9 Mix FM.